0: what is regenerative and anti-aging medicine? How does one realize their dream and then go after it against all odds? What is the pathway to career happiness and satisfaction? Learn the answers to these questions and many more on this episode of the Talk TalkToMeDoc podcast. As a medical professional, you should be focused on fixing people's lives, but as key decision maker in your practice, you have to figure out how to grow your patient volume, keep up with the reviews, and how to stay connected on social. You don't have time for that. You went to med school, not marketing school. Good news. Your team at Advice Media did. Their pyramid of success was created for professionals just like you. The pyramid has six stages that, when combined, creates the ideal digital presence. Give them just 30 minutes to consult with you we would bet that you are doing some things really well and there might be areas where you can improve. Just for spending the time, they'll give you a $60 Amazon gift card. Don't delay booking your demo today. Go to drpodcastnetwork.com slash advice media. That's drpodcastnetwork.com slash advice media. Welcome to the Talk To Me Doc podcast, where it's all about serving the early career physician. Let's talk about the unique issues that face us so we can create a better future for ourselves and those to come. And now your host, Dr. Andrew Tisser. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Talk To Me Doc podcast. This is Andrew. For my returning listeners, thank you so much. For my new listeners, welcome, because today, like on every episode, we're talking to the best guests from all around healthcare and beyond to discuss the issues relating to the early career physician. Today, we have the pleasure of talking with Dr. Jordana Quinn. She's a board-certified doctor in physical medicine and rehabilitation and has specialty training in regenerative medicine, functional medicine, anti-aging medicine, and medical aesthetics. Dr. Quinn has extensive experience with athletes of all types, professional and amateur. She enjoys helping busy executives, lawyers, doctors, and athletes improve their performance, health, and looks so that they can live up to their full potential without sacrificing their health. Dr. Quinn's extensive training and persistent love of learning enable her to offer an extensive realm of treatments to her patients. She was one of the first physicians in the stem cell space and also one of the first to adopt biohacking as an accepted part of her practice. A true advocate of practice what you preach, Dr. Quinn does not recommend treatments to patients that she would not be willing to do to herself or her family. When Dr. Quinn is not working, she enjoys mountain biking, snowboarding, yoga, and spending time with her family. Well, I can't wait anymore. Let's get Jordana onto the show. Dr. Jordana Quinn, welcome to the Talk To Me Doc podcast. Thank you. Well, for those uh, who don't know you, I've uh, introduced a little bit already, but um, in your own words, could you tell the listeners kind of who you are and what you do? Sure.
1: So I'm Dr. Jordana Quinn. I am board certified in physical medicine and rehab, which is a branch of medicine that basically is a study of anything that makes you not move normally. So musculoskeletal function, um, we're trained in brain injuries, spinal cord injuries, sports medicine, kind of non-operative orthopedics, neurology, rheumatology, that's kind of encompasses our whole specialty. Um, And so once I was done with residency, I Immediately got out and did some um, joint of practice, did pain management and sports medicine. Um, and while I was in that practice, and even in residency, I had heard about a branch of medicine called regenerative medicine, and we studied what's called um, platelet-rich plasma, which is um, taking your body's platelets, or taking your body's blood, centrifuging down the platelets, and injecting them into areas of orthopedic injury to help heal the tissue naturally and prevent the need for orthopedic surgery. So I learned about it in residency. We didn't do it. And then while I was at kind of my first couple of years out of practice, I was referring some of my athletes to another practice in town who did these procedures. Um, And at one point in my career, looked up another thing um, that was kind of like natural medicine. And I found that the same doc who did PRP injections also did IV magnesium for um, a terrible condition. And I was kind of like, that sounds like kind of, it's up my alley. I've always been more naturally medicine minded. Um, and so I wasn't a huge fan of what I was doing, which was spinal injections and ablations in people's spine. And I just didn't feel like I was truly helping people. Um, so I reached out to this one physician, told him he, uh, he should hire me. And after a while he did, um, and so he was a um what's called anti-aging medicine physician he came from primary care um and he focused on an area of medicine that is kind of like preventative medicine but it's really an optimizing your health um so not just you know living kind of at our like i don't know kind of like the lowest recommended dose of vitamins or the lowest you know okay we're all breathing and we're surviving and living but are we like crushing life. And so that really appealed to me. I've been an athlete my whole life and just kind of like most physicians probably type A and want to crush life from a physical standpoint. And so I mentored with him for years and I did all of his regenerative medicine procedures, which included PRP. um, And he also taught me how to use your body's own stem cells for healing, which are much more potent. Um, And then he taught me all about anti-aging medicine, which is focused on truly performance and um optimizing your diet and your exercise and just really preventing chronic disease. So Wow,
0: that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I certainly know nothing about it. <laughs> but um that's awesome. Really uh, and it, it, you know it's I like how you said too how you just like kept bothering him to hire you. You know, that you know, that takes some guts, right? Like not a lot of people uh will just will just do that, right? Uh they'll just uh be unhappy with their position and say oh, I wish I could do XYZ, but you actually took, uh, life into your own hands and uh, went and did it. Right.
1: Totally. I mean, to me it was, um, when I found, I mean, just, you know, was sending patients to him. I was like, gosh, this is always like in the depths of my core who I am as a person and as, or wanted to be as a physician, right. Like back in, you know, uh, undergrad and I was just like naturally, again, naturally medicine minded. I mean, I've been an athlete. I was raised. I didn't go to the doctor a whole lot. We ate really healthy. Um, and so, kind of diet and exercise has always just made sense to me, like common sense wise. Like, if you eat healthy and you exercise, and my whole family growing up is healthy. I mean, even my grandmother at eighty would play tennis twice a day. So I saw that with my own eyes that you can prevent chronic disease, like, in, in the very simple terms, with eating really healthy and exercising. So even before I was in medical school, that made sense to me. Um, yeah. And so I, I was miserable my first two years out in practice. I mean, I had, I don't know what you know, in other specialties they hear, but we hear a lot of kind of evil things in PM and R and, um, and, you know, don't get taken advantage of and don't get stuck in like this pain world. And I was in I got all of the bad things. I mean, literally, my first boss stole from my 401k, he didn't pay me for months. And I was actually kind of shy. I mean, I just didn't, I wasn't like, what's going on? I was like, Oh, I guess this is like, supposedly what happens, you know, like I didn't, I should have, I definitely should have spoken up. And I also joined a practice. I mean, it was sold to me as a sports medicine practice, and it was totally pain management. I mean, I did see some sports patients, but it was not um, the practice I thought I was joining. So I was, I mean, I was miserable. I would go home. I mean, I would talk to my patients until I was blue in the face about, you know, you got to lose weight. That's why you have back pain. You got to exercise. And they just wanted pills. And so I just didn't feel like it was my, my purpose, right? We spend so long in medical school and so long in residency, like we really should be living our dream. Um, we shouldn't just go to work every day complaining about what we do. I mean, there's no job as a hundred percent every day, like full of rainbows and unicorns, but, um, but truly, I mean, I think all of us as physicians or most of the ones I know we go into it because we want to make a difference and we want to help people. And I did not feel like I was doing that. I felt like I was kind of part of the pill mill problem, you know, <laughs> so Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I talk about this on the show a lot and and other other places is that you were doing work that was was misaligned with your values, right? So, you know, you're someone coming from a a health, healthy eating background and exercise background, and you're interested in natural type therapies, and you're just doing like, you know, like pain management, uh, that's really just trying to make money for other people, right? That's, that's what you were doing. so uh, I think that's pretty interesting. Is it, is it pretty much just athletes that you work with? No,
1: I mean, I see patients. Gosh, I see. I, so I guess let me just briefly try to describe the practice I have now, which is yeah. regenerative and anti-aging medicine. So the regenerative medicine component. So I kind of put my practice into four boxes if I had to, and they all overlap from a optimizing your health and your performance standpoint. But people really come to me for three different things. So one is the regenerative medicine. So either they're injured or they have arthritis or something like that. The other is I do a lot of IV vitamin therapies, which has gotten really popular and trendy in the past five years or so. I've been doing it for over a decade. Um, and while it is popular and trendy and fun, it, they do actually serve a purpose. I don't love the IV bars, because they kind of dilute everything down to make it look good. But truly, I have seen patients kind of change their lives or their lives change somewhat with high-dose vitamins. Um, and so so that is fun to do. I mean, I will have a cold, and I come into work, and I have my nurse give me, like, a 10-gram vitamin C IV, and within, like, 90 minutes, I'm a different human, truly. I mean, it's like we should be doing these in residency. Um, and then I do – of the functional medicine component where we talk about diet and exercise and a lot of hormone replacement. Um and then I do some aesthetics because people who want to feel good also want to look good. So that being said, I see a huge gamut of people, but the overarching theme for all of my patients is they want to optimize their health, typically without medications and surgery. Now I am by no I prescribe medications all the time, but I also know a lot about different herbs and supplements that I've learned over time. And so people like that I have kind of the option. I could say like, oh, you don't want to take, I mean, I'm just looking at this one. So Xanax for anxiety, we'll try GABA. It's the natural Xanax, it kind of takes the edge off, doesn't make you sleepy, doesn't like impair your cognition or driving. And you know, 75% of people think that's fine, you know, or it's good enough. Um, That being said, if you walk into my office with a blood pressure of 160 over 100, you're not leaving here without a prescription for blood pressure medication, right? Because I don't want you dropping dead. So um, people, my patients appreciate that I can do both, um, but I do see a lot of athletes, I mean, both amateur and professional um, for the regenerative medicine stuff or just the aging person who has you know, doesn't want knee replacements or doesn't want a shoulder replacement, we can do stem cells and generally buy them five to 10 years. And so most people are happy coming to see me every five years if they need for a stem cell procedure, which is a two to three hour procedure. And you're walking out of here as opposed to a huge surgery.
0: That's great. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty interesting stuff for sure. I think I want to talk a little bit more also. um, I definitely want to talk more about regenerative medicine, but I want to talk a little bit more too about how, uh this branching out on your own and and kind of doing work that that kind of lit you up more so than the work you were doing so um i mean that must have been pretty scary right i mean just this branching oh out gosh. on your own
1: yeah so there's so many facets of it being scary and um so for one i support a family of 5 at the time my husband was a stay at home dad we are not independently wealthy so Every time I've made a career change, honestly, I have taken a huge financial hit. I So I haven't been in this like, you know, corporate world or every year I get a bonus or a raise and I'm getting more and more money. I've honestly since working in pain management made less money, but it's all with the I mean, better life. Right. So I do have to say that every job I've taken, I've loved what I've done and learned something even more. And to me, that's always been my priority over financial stability. Um, so that being said, I say that because it can be done, you know, I'm still a physician. I still, I mean, I would like to make more money and I plan on it. Don't get me wrong. And we can get there later, but, um, but I have no regrets as to not just keep making more money, working my butt off and then complaining about my job every day and my life and how stressed out I am. And I can't even enjoy my, you know, huge riches because my life is stressful, right? That's never been the life I've wanted. Um, so that was a huge part of it. Um, starting on my own even i mean huge like i had to take out a loan to open the business um i have three small children being a mom is important to me being present for my family and being an athlete is important to me so i've always prioritized my health that is like i could work a 30-hour shift and honestly i still would go to the gym even if it was a crappy workout like my health has always been a priority um and i realized that my physical well-being goes hand in hand with my mental well being, And so just because I've been an athlete my whole life, I know that if I don't exercise, even if it's 20 minute walk or whatever, my mental health plummets, right? So that's important to me, but also opening your own practice or kind of finding your passion and a job that aligns with your values, whether it's opening your own business or not, you know, the interesting thing, it was so hard for me because once I found this type of medicine, I really struggled with other physicians thinking I was a quack, truly, because, you know, as physicians or, you know, you've probably been on forums or Facebook pages. I mean, physicians, we think we know everything and we know a lot. Right. We go to medical school and we learn a ton and we leave there and we think we know everything. And this is a whole new branch of medicine that I didn't learn anything about in medical school or residency. And it took me a while to learn it and like believe it, even though it was I call it almost common sense medicine. Again, like innately in me to my core. It makes sense. But you have to learn you know as a physician the science behind why these things work i'm also a biochemistry nerd so a lot of the um krebs cycle and vitamins and why and how they work also really makes sense to me and feels good to me but that being said i mean i'm talking for years i struggled with other physicians thinking i was a quack with the way i practiced right um and so when i was going to go open my practice i really had to it took me years to become just like you know what I really at my core, like it aligns with my values and think I'm making a bigger difference in my patients' lives on a daily basis than I was practicing traditional medicine where I'm doing epidural injections and radio frequency ablations and like kind of putting a bandaid on problems that we don't ever talk to a patients about. Like, hey, maybe don't eat Twizzlers for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, or whatever it is that they're doing. Um, and maybe don't you don't need a needle in your spine, you know, you need some physical therapy. And so I just find it, it's still, I mean, And when I say I struggled, like years of struggling with like not being held in high esteem by my peers, which is terrible because I truly (laughs) feel like I'm making such a huge difference in my patients' lives now and bettering their lives, and I didn't feel that way. So that was that was a very interesting struggle for me.
0: Yeah, that's funny. That was actually my next question. So uh, you got into it uh, before I could ask you. So I I mean, did that ever you know? I know that that you struggled with it, but. Did that ever give you pause or maybe have you like st- stop you going forward or you did you always just kind of put it aside and say, well, you know, that's them and this is me and I know I'm making a difference. Like how, how did you work through some of that? Because I know a lot of people that want to do some of these side businesses that maybe aren't the traditional path struggle with, you know, what will others think of me or, uh, you know, w- what am I going to do when everyone in town thinks I'm, you know. A quack, for lack yeah, of a better term.
1: Totally. um So, no, I mean, I am not like a just plow through and make it happen, or maybe I am, but on a slower pace. So, like I said, it took me years. So, I was working at a practice where I was doing this and I felt very secure. I mean, in that I had a boss, he trained me, and he, before he got into this type of medicine, I mean, he's twice my age, he's been doing it for at least 20 years, but he Used to tell me he was a traditional primary care doc. He worked in a small mountain town. Didn't you know? Was by the book as far as like Western medicine goes. Didn't believe in anything alternative. Um, and then had life changing experiences with um, some of this type of medicine, and he got into it, which made me feel good because I have not always been like traditionally medicine minded. Even though obviously went to medical school and all the things just some of the things we do in medicine never resonated with me you know i'm like i don't know how can we don't just tell people they're overweight you know or whatever um we talk about diabetes and hypertension but no one's addressing like this elephant in the room um so when i was going to leave his practice i knew i wanted to start my own um, but like i said i mean it took me years so it wasn't just like oh cool i'll just deal with it it was like it took me years i years of being stuck. I mean, mentally, I knew I wanted to move forward, but I was terrified a to open a business. And, you know, again, my husband was a stay at home dad at this point. So like, um, we didn't just have this like financial security. Um, and then B yeah, other people thinking I was a quack, but I, in kind of these few years had my third kid. And I think after he was born pretty soon, I was like, no, like, I just can't, like, I can't, yeah, live a life that's not aligned with my values, you know. Like, and and I was also I think I turned 40 or I was around 40, and I was like, if it's not now, it's never. And also, I thought the deciding factor for me after I had gone through my whole like you know whatever existential crisis about it in my mind, there was just one day I thought, what's the worst that happens? I try it and I fail, or which is more about like the business and less about people thinking I'm a quack, but like. I try it and like, what's, what's, or what's the alternative? The alternative is I never try. And then I live the way I'm living, which is kind of regretting not trying and not loving what I do and like making excuses and being stuck. And as soon as I thought it that way, like I can either try and fail, but I will have tried or I will regret not trying. It was very clear to me that I needed to try. And then I also know that I'm not going to fail because I'm not going to fail. So um, that was kind of, that was it. I mean, once I thought of that, it was kind of a no brainer.
0: Yeah that's that's awesome. I, I, you know, I, it's a lot of work I often do with my clients is is the same thing, right? Cuz when we're, we're taught in medicine that if we screw up like something really bad's going to happen, right? Like somebody's going to die or somebody's going to get seriously ill, but like in uh, career right. transition career change and starting a business like you might lose some money and some time, but like probably nobody's going to die, right? Um like the what what is the worst thing that can happen is such a powerful uh, th- it's such a powerful thought honestly. So yeah, I think that's that's really it's really important for people because right, what's the alternative? What is it costing you to not? What is it costing you to stay in your current position? Probably a lot. Because um you know, I I fully believe that you can't separate career and and personal life. I don't think you can. I think you always bring it home to some degree. Um, so yeah, I you love that. Bring I think home that's
1: aligns with who you are, right? When I was in residency
0: yeah.
1: as a PM&R resident. Um again, I would go to the gym or go for a run. And I was in Charlottesville, which is a somewhat small town. And so either before going into the hospital or after I'd be at the gym. And I mean, nine times out of 10, I'd see a co-resident. There's only four of us per year. So 12, 16 of us, there's always someone else at the gym. And I was like, I'm totally in the right specialty, you know, versus like my internal medicine peers were not in the gym as much or whatever. And most of my friends were internal medicine docs, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like, so it's, it's innate within you. Like the, The specialty you pick is innate within you. I was between emergency medicine and and rehab, um, and I have a lot of friends in those fields because I think our values align as far as personality types align, right? We're kind of hyper. We like to work out. We're kind of, I don't know, spazzy maybe. Um, But, um, and so, right, yeah. I mean, if if you are, like, gosh, you just got to be a robot or something to go to work, do it, and put it all aside, and then go home and do something completely different. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. And I tell my patients, I mean, my patients, I mean, (laughs) I kind of view, I might take it like to the next level, but my patients in my mind are like my family or my friends, you know, like I literally love coming to work today. And we, we talk and we have fun and they know about my family and they know about my kids. I mean, maybe not all of them, but in general, you know, if it comes up or if it resonates or, um, We talk about it. And I mean, people will tell me all the time, like, oh, I don't have time to work out. And I'm like, yeah, you do. Because I'm a single, I'm not a single mom. Sorry. I'm a mom with three kids and I own a business and I make time to work out like at least five days a week or, you know, and maybe some days it's weeks, it's three days or whatever. But again, it's what I prioritize. Now, ask me how much TV I watch. You know, it's not that much because I don't prioritize that, (laughs) you know, ask me. I mean, I tell my patients, you know, like we, my husband mostly is the cook in the family, but like we cook all of our meals at home or, you know, 13 out of 14 meals are cooked at home. And is it easy? No, 100% of the time I come home from work and I'm like, oh, we should just order food. But again, my health is my priority. I know what I put into my mouth mouth equals my health. And therefore, we cook our meals, we plan meals, we text all day long about what we're gonna eat for dinner, you know, to make sure we have healthy food. Um, So it takes work, your health takes work, you know, you cannot be a passive participant in your health. And expect To live this amazing life, which I think is so important because I think as Americans, we're not taught that and we don't appreciate that. We just appreciate like bigger, faster, stronger, harder. I want more money, more things, bigger things. You know, we don't appreciate our health until we don't have it. And so anyways, all that being said, I I talk to my patients about that and they appreciate that I I live a life that I preach.
0: I mean, that's, that's perfect, you know, and, and it's, it's everything, right? So, um, you, you are living a life aligned with your values. You had goals that you set and have achieved, and I'm sure you have lots of other goals uh, with the business that you're going for. Um, and you set a path to achieve them. Um, and you're able to escape, well, I don't want to call it escape, but you're able to transition out of, uh, perhaps a traditional medical role that, that was not suited for you. So, um, what, you know, what do you say to people that are, that are thinking about it or maybe, maybe it's not regenerative medicine. Uh, maybe it's something else, you know, maybe it's uh, transitioning to a non-clinical career, or maybe it's, it's starting a health coaching business or, or whatever it may be. You know, what do you yeah. say to people that, uh, that are scared, you know, that are nervous, you know, how, how, what's your advice to to them?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the easiest thing to say is to go for it. You will never regret it. However, and you should, but you know, you're you're allowed to be afraid. You're allowed to be terrified. You are allowed to take a pause and really evaluate if that's what you want to do. I would say think about the reasons you want to leave your current situation, whatever it is, because, um, because the grass is always greener. So you know, you might have reasons for leaving your current situation and want something better or different but you have to actually figure out if leaving your current situation is going to make it better or different or are you causing you know are your beliefs or your actions causing you to have your current situation right so like let's say you I don't know just have whatever job and it's eight to five but you have too many charts and you're never present with your family and you're whatever, but you kind of love your work. Well, you know, you're probably going to just find another job where you can't keep up with your charts and aren't present with your family because that's your personality. That's not the jobs problem. So, but if you really go to work every day and you're, you know, doing whatever it is, I don't know, cardiology and you want to be doing pulmonology, well, that doesn't align with your values. So you need to switch careers or whatever it is. Um, So I would say, really take some time. The world isn't going to end tomorrow. You don't have to do anything tomorrow because I also always feel like I'm in a rush and everything has to happen like now or I'm too late. So you are allowed to take your time. Take six months, take a year, take as long as you need, but really evaluate why you want to leave your current situation, what it is that is bothering you about it, because your personality is always going to follow you. Mine does. Um, (laughs) And then if it still makes sense for you to either leave your career if it's your career, then then do it. You know, it's, it's never gonna be easy. I mean, opening a business was the hardest thing I've ever done, um, but maybe it's not your career. Maybe you have to change something like your belief system or your values, or don't, you know, your values are your values, but change your beliefs or change your actions to make changes in your life. So maybe it's not your actual job. So I don't know, that's helpful, but also there's so many people going through the same thing. So, so many people start businesses or so many people leave one job for another, Find your people, find someone who's doing the same thing as you and that you can relate to and walk the walk with either simultaneously or someone who's one step ahead of you or even one step behind you. Because just having that camaraderie of going through hardships in life is is helpful.
0: Perfect. Couldn't have said it better myself. So um, we're actually running out of a little bit of time here. So I just want to transition to talk a little bit more about you as the guest. So um, I think you already talked about um, your love of exercise and how it's part of your life. W- what else do you like to do for fun?
1: Um, Goodness. I mean, I, when I say exercise, it's not for me, like I'm a mountain biker. So um, I like to get on my bike and get into nature for fun. Um, I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie, although now that I'm in my 40s, I'm trying to that habit is becoming less and less. So when I say exercise, it's not just going to the gym and lifting weights. It can be snowboarding, mountain biking, doing yoga. I mean, I have three kids. We, you know, play card games and stuff. Um, What else? I like to travel, Um, honestly. and And I mean, I love, I do love to read. I tend to read really nerdy books, which is kind of tiring. I'm always like, I want to read a mellow book, but then science is fascinating to me. So I always find myself reading books on the science of meditation or the science i'm really into like the science of neuroplasticity right now um which is you know probably good for my patients so i don't know there's not really much time for too much else
0: <laughs> well you certainly do a lot um is, is there a, book a recommendation uh you have for the listeners it could be about anything
1: oh book recommendation man I wish I could say yes, but I don't really have one. I mean, I'm kind of just constantly on this like search for perfect performance or perfect health. So those are the books I read. Like, you know, I read a book called Lifespan, actually, which I really like because it's like very biochemical and it's about how to increase your lifespan. Um, So there's something that we call in the anti-aging medicine space like lifespan, obviously, which is how long you live. But you also want to have an improved health span because it's all about quality more than quantity, but if you can have a lot of quality and quantity, why not? And so if you like biochemistry and you like, or cellular biology really is what it was based in, and you are interested in improving your health span and your lifespan, that would be a good one. I also just read a book called Altered Minds, which was like the science of meditation, a bunch of Harvard geeks studying different types of meditation and how meditation affects kind of your physiology. I know those are my recent two. You know, if you ask me again in a couple months, I'll have two new ones for you.
0: <laughs> well, those sound good. I'll put those on my never ending list. So, yeah. uh, well, you've given us a lot of advice thus far. Um, If you could just give one single piece of advice to the early career physician, what do you think that would be?
1: One piece of advice. Um, prioritize your health, you know, from uh, eating well. So this isn't really one, but But you know, prioritize your health because no one else is going to. So if you could literally take ten minutes a day to just sit and breathe and not stress, focus on your breath, um, just kind of to slow it down. That's important. If you prioritize what you put in your mouth because it's not just funny and it's not just whatever. It literally will have long-term effects. And prioritize. You know, even if you just walk for thirty minutes a day, if you're not like an athlete or whatever, that will make huge changes in your health. Like if you could, yeah, mind like ten minutes of mindset. 30 minutes of walking and prioritize what you put in your mouth, you're going to really change more than you think. You'll change your physical appearance. You'll change your your brain function, your cognitive. Like you have more clear thoughts and more energy. What else do we want in life? So and you can do it no matter how busy you are. You could take 30 minutes a day to do those three things. You really can if you prioritize it.
0: That's great. Yeah, I think, you know, especially in, uh, through our medical training, I think a lot of people let that go by the wayside. So um, I think, you know, I certainly did. But uh, I think uh, getting back to what matters in life and, and prioritizing your health, uh, that's, you know, there is no better advice, right? Yeah, that's all. Uh, that's wonderful. <laughs> no, definitely not. So uh, for people that liked our chat here and uh, are interested in, in you and your business, where can they find more about you?
1: Well, so my webpage is www core medicine, and that's k-o-r-e K-O-R-E-Medicine.com. You can always email info at core medicine. I'm pretty available to chat. I really love helping people make career transitions um, because I've been through it. Um, So if you have questions, you know, email, I will get back to you. I will take the time to talk to you and give you any advice I can. And if you want to optimize your physical and or mental performance, reach out as a patient. I would love to be of assistance.
0: Great. Wonderful. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. I really enjoyed our chat and appreciate uh, all the value you provide my audience. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. One last thing before we go. Remember Advice Media? Don't forget to schedule a consult with them to receive a $60 gift card and strategic insight on what your current digital marketing is doing or not doing for you. Contact Advice Media at drpodcastnetwork.com slash advice media. Again, that's drpodcastnetwork.com slash advice media. What a fantastic episode with Dr. Jordana Quinn. We covered a wide variety of topics, including regenerative and anti-aging medicine, career unhappiness, starting your own practice, and much more. Really took some interesting turns. If you liked this episode, please do me a favor and go on Apple Podcasts and leave me an honest rating and review. Additionally, please tell at least three of your friends and colleagues who may benefit from this show. The other thing I'd like you to do after listening is check me out on TikTok. I'm playing around on there now at TalkToMeDoc. Talk the number two MeDoc. I uh, I don't really know what I'm doing, but would appreciate any support. All right, everybody. Until next time, keep talking. All opinions expressed by the guest in this episode are solely the guest's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Andrew Tisser-DO, TalkToMe.LC, or any affiliates thereof. The guest's opinions are based upon information he or she considers reliable, but Andrew Tisser-DO, TalkToMe.LC, nor any affiliates thereof warrant its completeness or accuracy. The guest, Andrew Tisser-DO, TalkToMe.LC, or any affiliates thereof are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided in this episode. The guest's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice.